What's happening, everyone? Here and Ben back again. And this week, to continue our holiday cheer, we are covering The Grinch. Now, we are doing the one from um, starring Jim Carrey, an iconic one. Honestly, every Grinch story is iconic. Um, we're going to kind of talk about all of them, but we will. our main focus will be Jim Carrey's. Yeah, I actually, when it came out, I actually watched it. And um, I was telling Kira off the microphone that me growing up, I had to wait for Christmas to come to watch the Grinch and like we'd get these television guides and I'd circle the day it was coming and made sure I was home to watch the cartoon Grinch so you know later on of course like now movies you can just like download or like go to any app and find them so it was really cool and when this came out I was very excited because I like Jim Carrey there's certain actors that I really enjoy as comedians like I like uh, Tim Conway I like uh, Robin Williams and I like Jim Carrey because they're very they can turn it on at any second and make it so hysterical and without even trying absolutely and i will say jim carrey is very funny in this i will say i love this movie i think it's very funny i think jim carrey does a great job and i did watch that animated one that you talked about and it's good it felt like the book come to life and it's very cute it's very true it's short it's but it's good it's concise story um what i really like about the jim carrey one and then the, I'm, I'm going to mention it, but the Illumination um, Benedict Cumberbatch one. Have you seen that? Okay. So I also think like I like these expansions of the Grinch where we show like that the like that there's more to sadness and like bah humbugness than just like what we see. And I think in the original Grinch, it doesn't it doesn't go into that explanation because that's not the point of the story. It's just like, oh, the spirit of Christmas grows his heart three sizes so big. And then it's like in these we see like how he's like kind of like bullied and pushed aside and how that kind of hardens you until then you can reopen yourself back up and of course we have the reopening back up through the kindness of Cindy Lou Who. Yeah I 100% agree and I like the fact that they gave him a love interest like uh, Martha May. I thought that was cute. I, I was like you know that's cute and and show that like he was he was basically like out of place to begin with. He wasn't a who he was a what and uh, so like he was adopted by the who, these two who ladies and they raised him but he was never fit in he was always the outcast and for him like you know when he liked Martha May another who the mayor who ends up being the mayor uh, picks on him and like basically drives him away absolutely and I think too like when you already feel outcasted and like and then you get like the popular kids like pushing you away then like it's really easy for like your heart to harden and be like okay like especially when like you're a young kid like kids are so impressionable and like they are resilient but they are still impressionable and words do hurt and they don't understand that like things get better like time heals and things get better but we really see the Grinch sort of hardening at this and then hating the Who's hating Christmas but also just like never being included and I think that's where the hate comes from because he never really hated Christmas he hated how he felt at Christmas because he was never included. And that and that hurt him. And he's like, why am I feeling hurt? Let me hurt other people. Let me steal their Christmas. Let's talk about Martha May Huvier. Because, okay, first of all, the cast of the Jim Carrey Grinch is huge. Huge. I love it. And Martha May, her outfits in this movie is what keep me going. Like, every Christmas, I'm like, I wish I had her outfit. When she's, like, when she's doing, uh, when her versus um, Cindy Lou, whose mom is decorating the house, and you can just see her just, like, struggling to put up Cindy Lou who's mom's like struggling to put on the lights grabbing every light in the house and then you see Martha who's like kind of like more well off I would say because she's like a single woman who has no kids 
she has like this like amazing like I don't know what you would call it, light shooter. I don't know. Yeah, it was hysterical. And her outfit was, you know, like really sexy. She was like she was dressed like Santa in the sexy outfit and like, you know, and you see the mom from Cindy Lahoo's like in her pajamas and, you know, it was it was kind of stereotyping kind of a little bit, you know, like here's this single woman that, that looks, you know, like good looking and here's this mother who like is clearly like, you know, like stuck in being a mother. It was that was kind of a little eh. but um but it was cute. I mean, the whole thing is cute. And uh, Martha May, like, she seems shallow, but she's really not. Like, it seems like she's, like, with the, especially with the Grinch, like, everybody thinks that Martha May is going to be, like, with this person or that person because of how she is. But there is a part of her that actually, like, loves the Grinch. Yeah. So we even see it when, the, when they're kids. Like, Martha May always has a crush on the Grinch. And then my favorite part is when, so it's, the montage of us finding the backstory out about the Grinch. It's done through a bunch of different interviews between the mayor, the the two women that raised the Grinch, and then Martha May. And I thought it was so funny because, like, because you, I, I love it to see how history, life is different for every person because every person views life differently because our experiences are always different. And I think it's so interesting how you see this told through these points of view of, like, his bully, the people that raised him, and then a girl that he liked. And I think always had a crush on him back because when when she's talking and she's reminiscing she's like "Ooh, the muscles and cindy it like pans to cindy lou and she's just like my face is a questioning face like huh it's like so funny but you see that she always liked him because he was kind and he was generous and he was thoughtful and he always tried to do the best thing and he made her this like beautiful jeweled christmas tree topper which i thought was like first of all you're like 10 years old this is insane craftsman work and then, of course, he hears, like, the bullying of the kids. And this is what I don't get. Again, like, it's a movie. Like, we have to suspend disbelief. But, like, his whole body's hairy, and he's only worried about shaving his face. Like, if he was really worried, wouldn't he have, like, shaved all of him? Oh, yeah, 100%. I just, I don't get why. I think it's because the, the bully says, oh, look, he has a, he's, like, seven, and he has a mustache. I think that was kind of, like, the thing that made him, you know, want to shave just his face, you know, because he doesn't mention anything else. I'm sure if the guy said, hey, his whole body's hairy. He, you know, look at him. He's disgusting. He probably would have shaved his whole body. No, absolutely. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I just, I know, like, I thought it was funny because a little, a little lapse in logic, but okay. So we have, again, for those of you who haven't listened to our previous episode, we did just cover Candy Cane Lane and we talked about how the theme of Christmas is, what is the meaning of Christmas and what does Christmas mean? And we meet, the Grinch is our protagonist, but I would say our other protagonist is little Cindy Lou Who, who... I don't know. Is she six years old? I don't know how old she's supposed to be. We'll say six. Believes in Santa, but doesn't understand Christmas. Doesn't understand the gift giving. Doesn't understand the hoopla of it. And is searching for the meaning of Christmas. And her parents are all focused on, like, the gifts and the presents and being the best and having the best decorated house and kind of that, like, mentality that we talked about with um, Eddie Murphy's character. And we had mentioned some other Christmas movies in the past that also deal with this. But Cindy Lou, who's really struggling with this, and, of course, we birthed the great song, Where Are You Christmas? Yeah, actually, me and my granddaughters were listening to that yesterday. <laughs> so we were singing because uh, I, I ended up buying it off Amazon, and um, I have movies anywhere, so they watch it at their house. So And then my wife yesterday just bought a bunch of Christmas movies. You know, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, uh, Little Drum Boy. So, like, I, we're trying to make it a really cute Christmas for my grandkids, and they love my granddaughter. Madison loves the Grinch. She goes, can you please put on the scary Grinch? And Jim Carrey's the scary Grinch. Yeah, because he's horrifying. And the lighting of the movie is so bright. It's incredibly jarring at points. 
I could I can see why it's called the um the scary Grinch. You mentioned the little bo- drummer boys at the claymation version. Uh, Ben's nodding his head yes. For those of you who haven't seen, maybe we'll cover it. That movie is emotionally devastating. Emotionally devastating. Crazy that crazy. It's a great movie, but it's emotionally devastating for all you religious heads out there. Um, it's the story of the little drummer boy. Maybe we'll cover it. I don't know. I do like the claymations. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So back to the Grinch. We meet our protagonist, Cindy Lou. She is just really trying to understand Christmas. And she has a run-in with the Grinch where the Grinch, I think she thinks that the Grinch is going to kill her. But instead, he just, like, wraps her up as a present. And she's like, the Grinch is good. He's not bad. And I was like, babe, what is your metric here? Like, this is insane. Yeah, well, you know, she falls into that sorter and he pulls her out. You know, because the dog makes him. He's like, you know, I'm going to leave. And the dog's like, you're not leaving. So he pulls her out. And deep down inside, the Grinch isn't bad. He's not a bad person. He's just lonely and sad and depressed. And he's been picked on his whole life. And he just, he lives in this cave all by himself. And there's a point where he's screaming to his echo. And even his echo don't like him. I know. I love when he's going. So then, of course, Cindy's like, the Grinch is a good guy. <laughs> he didn't let me die. Crazy. You're a child. Like, no one should let you die. <laughs> And then um, she's like, I'm going to invite the Grinch and nominate him for Cheer Miser, which is like the grandest honor in Whoville. So she goes up to, she climbs to the top of, what's the mountain called? I always forget. I don't know. The mountain, though. She climbs to the top of his home mountain and drops off this invitation. He's like, I can't possibly go. What would I wear? Dinner with myself. I can't cancel that again. But like, you can see that he does want to go, but he's getting, he's like, like, this, like, anxious, nervous, like, depressed, like, neurotic character who I guess I really relate to in a way that I didn't realize until um, I watched the Benedict Illumination one where he's just, like, emotionally eating, crying, <laughs> just, like, being a wreck. And I was like, wow, am I the Grinch? <laughs> no, because, like, you figure, like, all this, all this like, he's he's been such a kid. He's been up in that mountain by himself. and he only ever wanted to be accepted. Here's this chance to be the meister of, of Whoville, like, and be, like, the most recognized person in Whoville, the most respected and loved person. And, you know, it, it tore him up inside because he's like, you know, this is something he's always wanted. He just wanted acceptance. I think that's all of us. We all want some sort of acceptance in life. Absolutely. And I think that's, too, like, the overarching theme, like, of these Christmas movies is, like, what does the holidays and what does Christmas bring? Well, I think it brings acceptance, love, peace. It brings stillness. It brings family. But I don't know. It also brings like it's like it's like when we talk um like when we talk about Black Friday versus Thanksgiving, right? Like Thanksgiving, everyone's together. Oh, I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful for that. And then we see on Black Friday, people just go like vicious and like start like attacking each other. And it's like okay, like, are the deals worth it? I don't know. Something like that. Like, I feel like that way with Christmas. Like, there's this, like, duality to it of, like, all right, like, you have the commercialism Christmas and then you have this more, like, sort of, like, loving spiritual Christmas and it's, like, which one do you buy into? You're supposed to buy into both. And I think it's hard to separate. I don't know. And the Grinch, like, brings up a good point about Cindy Lou who brings up a good point about it. And obviously, spoilies, but the Grinch has been around longer than, like, I think anyone alive. So we all know what happens. But... So Cindy Lou nominates the Grinch as Cheermiser and the montage of him like going through all the like trials of Cheermiser I think is so funny. Like when they're all feeding him the fudge and he goes or like pudding and he's like, what is that? That's not fudge. He's like, I am not telling you. He's like, he's like, what are you saying? Like so funny. He's like doing the sack race and pushing the kids out of the way. 
And you can see him like really enjoying himself and having fun. And then you see the mayor, who's just an asshole, um, is like, okay, cheer miser, we got you a gift, which also I was like, how fast did you get this? Like, you're the mayor, but still, how fast did you get this? And it is a face shaver because the last time that the Grinch shaved his face, he was all cut up and everyone made fun of him. Look at that hack job. Like, and so then it's really triggering for the Grinch and we can see it trigger him and we can see it break him. And we can, and this is the catalyst for why he's going to now steal Christmas to get back at all the who's. Yeah. I mean, it was just mean to be mean. And that's what this, like the, basically this kid is from the get go. When you first meet him, he's just mean to be mean. There's no reason for him to like hate the Grinch. He wants uh, Martha May. He knows Martha May likes him. So instead of like like being nice or anything, he's just this total jerk that wants to treat the the Grinch bad and show up the Grinch and make him look like make Martha May hate him. And you know, and even in adulthood, he can't get over the fact that the Grinch now is at this Meister thing, looking great, looking good, and you know people are accepting him. And he can't handle that. He can't handle the fact that he's not number one. So he's gonna just knock the, the Grinch down a couple of pegs. Absolutely. And I thought it was so stupid how like the Grinch has like literally nothing and is just like a silly, goofy guy. And then the mayor's like trying to buy Martha May. And Martha May's like, okay, like thanks for the great ring and the car and like all this. But look at the Grinch, the Grinch, the muscles. I, I love her. And I love how she is always like a little freak for him and like always wants him. And I think he deserves love because like everyone deserves love. But that's not the point. So now the Grinch is pissed. And he's like, I'm a steal Christmas. And I love Max because I think in every iteration of the Grinch, Max is the Grinch's conscience, conscience, right? He's always the heart. He's always the goodness. And he's always like, are you sure we're going to do that? We're going to save Cindy Lou. We're, are you sure you want to take this? Like, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting, like how he doesn't have a connection, but he, to anything but his dog. And then once he can expand that connection out to other people, and he sees that, like, everyone is more accepting and not this, like, giant bully like the mayor. Yeah, I love Max. I, I, like, his the character of Max is great, especially, like, in the cartoon version when they're going down the hill and he's supposed to be the sled dog. And, like, he ends up, like, going underneath and he's sitting on the back of the sled and the Grinch looks back. He's like, what are you doing? And this is, he's, he's, he's funny. And even in the movie one where the kids are coming up to, like, see the Grinch, and they touch the door and then they go touch and he, Max comes out with a head and he's like, Rawr! you know and like scares the kids and they run off but like max is set up like the like the grinch's head it's a, he's just a very good character he is a good character he's a good he's a good funny little sidekick i would love to see a grinch story from max's point of view kind of just like because he like he loves he loves the grinch as like his owner so so much in a way that that's what the grinch is looking for and that's why but he thinks he can't get that outside of max which is sad but he does through the acceptance of cindy lou so then as we know, the Grinch steals Christmas and he does it by dressing up as Santa, but it doesn't really say when Santa comes. So it's like, does Santa exist in Whoville or does everyone just like give gifts to each other, right? There's no like magic of, there's like a magic of Santa, but they don't really talk about because the Grinch dresses up as Santa and sneaks down the chimney and steals everyone's things. He steals the ornaments and the decorations and the food and everything. He piles it up. He's like a reverse Santa, right? Until he meets Cindy Lou. And she's like, what are you doing? Why are you stealing the stuff? And he's like, oh, the bulb was too tight. I don't know, whatever the classic thing is. And she's like, oh, okay. And then, I don't know, she kind of, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, she kind of turns him and being like, 
why are you doing this? And he's like, no, no, no. And she's like, okay, I just want everyone to be happy on Christmas. And he's like, you don't care about presents? And she's like, presents? Who cares about presents? Love and peace. Yeah, she's definitely, like, not the classic child. Where like, the kid would be like, yeah, I want my presents. She's more like, you know, I want people just to be happy and have fun. And she like, it's the start of the very movie. Like, that's her thing about the Grinch. Because when she's in the uh, mailroom, she goes, why doesn't the Grinch get any letters? And the father's like, he's never gotten a letter. And there's, like, cobwebs on his things. And she's like, isn't that sad? You know, and, like, for her, it's, like, emotionally traumatizing that this, this poor person can't get a Christmas card. You know, and the father's just so concerned about, like, like getting the presents to the people. He doesn't even care that the Grinch is lonely. He's like, yeah, whatever. You know, he, 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 he is who he is. And we are who we are. And this is how we do things. And we don't worry about him. She's like, well, why not? And it's and it's and that's all the Grinch needed. He just needed that kindness. And you can kind of see like his the like two women that raised him did love him and did want the best for him. But at the same point, like they also didn't know how to handle him. And I think when like if you look at the Grinch as a story of like a troubled child, like you see that often and then you see that child sort of retreat within themselves and kind of just turn their back against the world and kind of be like not like evil like the Grinch is, but kind of like a little bit more spiteful, a little bit more hateful, a little bit more cautious and I think that's, like, what the story is basically, like, an allegory for. But, so, he then is stealing Christmas, and he's going to dump it on the other side of the mountain. Because he's like, all this food, I don't need to eat it. Let me just dump it on the side of the mountain. All these presents, dump it on the side of the mountain. So, as he's doing that, as he's riding up, and the sun's rising, and everyone's realizing that Christmas is stolen, and the mayor, how self-righteous is this mayor? He goes, I told you, the Grinch did what the Grinch does. He steals Christmas. It's like, okay, you're just, like, villainizing him for no reason. Like, obviously, he did steal Christmas, but, like, get a him a break. And then Cindy's like, no, this is what Christmas is all about. He's not a bad guy. Martha May's in, like, the beautiful, like, blue bathrobe with, like, the white fur, and it's, like, stunning. And they all start singing the Christmas song around the tree. And then this, the Grinch hears this, and he goes... Christmas. It came without boxes. It came without tags. I mean, I don't remember really remember the whole thing, but hearing the song and seeing that Christmas is about connection and not about presents changes the Grinch. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, once they start doing that Dory and like the whole like it echoes up through the mountains, and you see like you know Max is like like all excited because Max is like yeah, yeah yeah you know this is great, and then you know the Grinch kind of staring at it like wait a minute you know it's not what I thought it was. It's not about the presence it's not about the materialistic thing it's about the love that you have for someone you know and i think that's you know you see his heart go it's not growing and stuff and uh it's i mean it's a cute movie and it reminded me a lot of um the movies we just uh, reviewed about uh let me in and let the uh let the right one in where the boy's picked on and he's bullied and he's bitter and angry he has the knife and he's like you know he's trying to stab him and, like, he, he's inside himself because of it. And I think that's the same thing with the Grinch. He is. It, because as humans, what we need is connection and kindness and love. And this is what binds us. This collective human experience is what binds us. And being able to share that and share those emotional burdens, share that love, share that disappointment. I think just being able to talk to somebody and feeling safe and supportive and accepted this is what we look for as humans. Like, obviously, people look for other things, too. Like, I'm not going to be naive and be like, oh, everyone just wants love. Like, I know, like, obviously, we live in a society where, like, you have to make money and, like, you have to be successful. And, like, what does that mean to be? And that's a whole different conversation. But what this tells us is that the holidays is about being near people and about being with family, about being with the ones you love. And 
that no matter who you are or what you do, the ones that love you will always accept you. And I think that's like an interesting tale because we think, oh, if we mess up so much, obviously there are boundaries and like obviously there are limits to people's love. But those who those depend, I don't know, like love is unconditional and it's always there regardless of like what you how you perceive it. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And I think like in all honesty, Christmas lost its true meaning a long time ago. Like so many people like nowadays, it's all about getting a present, getting something. It's not about like bonding and, and you know, being around the people you love anymore. It's like, you know, what what can you get me? What is the most materialistic thing you can buy me to make me happy? And, you know, you're not happy. Like you think you're happy, but you're not you're happy for that split point five seconds and then you're not. And that's why you see like a lot of people at Christmas that are alone and they've lost family members and stuff, to them, Christmas isn't joyful and happy because the one thing that could have made them happy isn't there. And, you know, and I think that's the part with the Grinch. Like, the one thing that could have made him happy was Martha May, and it was taken from him, and that's how he felt. He felt like, you know, he was robbed of any happiness and joy by this mayor, and, you know, he wanted everybody to suffer because he was suffering. Exactly, and, like, even, like, you could go back to something like A Christmas Carol, like, when you look at Ebenezer Scrooge, like he thinks life is about like money and like the bottom line. And then he meets that like it's then he meets his ghosts or like the ghosts. And he realizes that it is about family and connection and giving back and like being together and helping out those less fortunate. And like and I think that that's like the message of all these stories. Like we even see it in It's a Wonderful Life when um George is like he's so stressed out about money and the bank and like everything and then when he just sees that like the connections that he made and the goodness that he's given out into the world and like all these people that come and like support him and like it, it I, I mean like it the overarching theme of these movies is that Christmas is about love and family and connection and being good to one another but then it's also like okay well we should continue this like throughout the year we should always be good to each other throughout the year and I think it's getting harder for people to do that because like you said it's it's turned into this kind of like commercialistic money grab which i think all holidays are because we live in a capitalistic society where money runs everything and it's always a rat race out who has the best decorations who's giving the biggest gift who's doing what like who's you know what i'm saying and i don't think that's what life's about and i hope and i think we're seeing a shift i mean obviously there's always going to be like not that shift but i think we'll we're starting to see like we had mentioned in the candy cane lane episode we're starting to see the shift of like the younger generation like wanting what's better like globally and not just selfishly and i think once we get a lot of that like reagan era like money capitalism success ideas like out of out of circulation then we're gonna see more like holistic healing more like communal healing more of like okay like the earth is dying and like maybe you don't always have to be moving up to be happy like maybe you can just like be where you are for a little bit and that's okay like it's always good to have goals and like push yourself forward but like maybe that's not it that maybe that's not what life is yeah, you know, and the bottom line is you, you, you got to be happy yourself. And if you're not happy yourself, then you're not going to make anybody else happy. And, you know, if you're sitting there worried about the things you don't have instead of being joyful for the things you do, then you're never going to truly be happy because you're going to be so very wanting to keep up with the Joneses, they used to say. And, you know, guess what? You don't have to keep up with the Joneses because you know? the Joneses can't even keep up with the Joneses. The Joneses half the time aren't even happy. I mean, if you watch all these people that are rich and famous, at the end of the day, they're not happy and they're sad and they're depressed and like they do drugs and they like bad things happen to them and, and it's awful and it's terrible because there's so much pressure on them and like it's a different type of pressure we face but no one is truly like, you think they're happy but no one's truly happy unless like they're inner happiness. Exactly, 100%. And 
through the themes of these Christmas movies, how do you get happiness by being with the ones you love? <laughs> that is what we can learn from the Grinch. I love the Grinch. Um, the Grinch is great. I would recommend it to anyone. It's very funny. If the Jim Carrey one's not for you, watch the original, like Ben and I were saying. Or if that one's not for you, watch the Illumination Benedict Cumberbatch one, which I thought, surprisingly, again, the pentatonics are in it. I did not know that. And they were just in Candy Cane Lane. That's awesome. Like, if you get a chance, like I said, see Candy Cane Lane. It's a cute little um, Christmas uh, movie. Uh, definitely watch The Grinch, no matter what Grinch you watch. I mean, if you're looking for, like, a great funny Grinch, then you got to watch the Jim Carrey one. He, he is amazing in this. He's he's probably one of the best spontaneous actors that we have today. Now that Robin Williams is gone, they just on a drop of a dime can make something funny and like it doesn't. Maybe they go off cue. They do stuff like Tim Tim Conway used to do. It's just like they make the humor and it's you can see it and their passion in it. Exactly, and I think like too like we always talk about like practical effects versus um, CGI. And this movie is a practical effects movie. And you can tell because it gives it that like silly goofiness of the who's and like the makeup done on Jim Carrey to look like the Grinch is awesome. I feel like like one of my favorite scenes is like the cheer miser montage when they're like feeding him all this like disgusting like fudge. It's so funny. I don't know. Like I keep, I always think about that scene when I think about this movie, which is like crazy. I, I know there are better scenes, but please watch it. If you're feeling like, you're questioning what Christmas is and you're wondering where are you Christmas, plug it in. Maybe your heart will grow three sizes too big. (laughs) I don't know. But the Grinch is good. I don't know. Like what, I mean, if you guys want, like I'd love to hear what Christmas means to everyone or not Christmas, what the holiday season means to everyone. What is this time of like where we're supposed to celebrate like love and um, family and friendship? Like what does this mean to everyone? Does it mean that to you? Do you do you think it's something that only, ha- like, why does it happen now? Like, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Um, and I would love to hear what you guys think. I mean, Ben, when when we're talking about the holiday season, to you, what does it mean? To me, well, it means, like, for me, it's the loss, like, of the people I had in my life that are gone, uh, like, that really enjoyed Christmas, like my mom and my dad. They used to go overboard for Christmas. And um, so I try and live that, like, the way they did. I try to be, like, you know, to have that joy and happiness and that heart like they did. Whenever Christmas came, it was just such a good time. And, like, we had, like, the Sears catalog, and I used to sit with my mom, and we'd circle things in the Sears catalog that we wanted. And it was just, it was a different time period because, like, like we didn't have, like I said, the television now. We weren't able to, like, just click on something. We had to wait for it. And, like, you know, I'd be, like, out somewhere with my friends, and I'd look at the time. I'd go, oh, I got to go home and watch, you know, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town with my mom. And I'd run home to, like, sit down and watch this with my mom. And we spent a lot of family time together because, you know, it was like the one time a year where this, these Christmas movies come out and we could actually watch them together as a family. And, you know, like now it's just, you know, if I want to watch it, I can just like hit, a, hit an app somewhere. So that kind of takes away from those memories. But like that's that's my thing of Christmas. Like the, just the, the memories that I had of the bonds that I was building with my parents. Absolutely. And now you're going to pass those traditions down. Um, we were talking about Christmas before this. You have a beautiful tree. I love the little train under it. Like, I think, and I think too, Christmas is like what you make it and life is what you make it. So the holidays are obviously what you make it. And when we think about the Grinch, we think he made his life this like prism of like loneliness and isolation and sadness. And then until we see him opening up with Cindy Lou, then he lets love in that he is fully happy, which is like, yeah, you have to let the good in, even though sometimes it might hurt. Like, but I love the Grinch. I love I love the holiday season because I love um, the glitter and I love the lights and I love the decorations. 
But I have been struggling myself this year with the gift giving of Christmas. And I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. It just feels, I feel so uninspired by everything that I'm seeing. And I'm like, and then I'm making myself feel guilty. And I'm like, is this because I don't know the people in my life like I think I do and I don't know what to get them? Or is it because I'm like becoming disillusioned with like the capitalistic idea of like, oh, I have to get everyone gifts because that shows how much I love them. And I think that's like what Cindy Lou who also deals with. So I really like watching this movie like was really relating to her character and the Grinch's character, which is interesting to, for me because sometimes it's usually one or the other. Um, when you watch these films, who do you relate the most to? The Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to the Grinch because, like, for the longest time after my parents died, it was bah humbug, and it took a lot for me to, to get out of that. You know, I mean, I lost both my parents, so, like, I had no family, and Christmas wasn't the same for me after that. I mean, you know, I was alone, and it wasn't fun. But then, you know, what I did was instead of, like, being self-pity and, like, sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I went around and I got toys from people that, like, didn't have, they didn't have the need for toys anymore. The kids grew out of them. And I collected those and I donated them to, the, like, the different um, charities. Then I went and I bought a bunch of socks because, like, the homeless people right now, like, it's winter and they needed socks. So I found ways to make myself enjoy the holidays again because I was giving to people that I knew didn't have stuff. And I was taken away from my selfishness. And I was like, I'm being selfish and self-pity. And that's awful because there are people right now that are suffering and need more than, than I could possibly give. But I can give a little. So I, I went out and I did that stuff. It was because I, I looked around and I said, you know what? I don't want to lose the meaning of Christmas. And I'm losing the meaning of Christmas. But the true meaning of the Christmas is given to people that really need it. And so that's what I did. I love that. And I think that is true. The true meaning of Christmas is help and connection and giving to those who can't and I think this movie came out like a while ago um and it was like cute did you ever see it It was Noel on Disney with Anna Kendrick no is any good yeah it's cute it's like it's like she's one of Santa's children and it's like Santa needs to pass on a successor and it's like who's gonna be the next Santa it's like very it's very cute very funny and she's like trying to find her way about like what Christmas means and I don't know it's, it's a cute film and and what you just said really reminded me of that because it is, it's like Christmas is like, it's, it's more about like the spirit of Christmas and what's the spirit of Christmas. It's the spirit of like love and giving. So um, with that, we see that the Grinch, even though he takes away, he does give back. And like, and I think what one of the most important parts of the Grinch is, is that even though he does this bad thing of stealing Christmas, we see that he gets accepted at the end, which is what he wanted the whole time. Like we see him kind of get accepted with like the cheermeister and he's like feeling comfortable and feeling confident. But then really at the end, after he's done this thing, which he considers himself unforgettable, unforgivable, we do see him going to Christmas dinner and being accepted. And, and I think that is what warms him, right? Oh, 100%. And, you know, that's the whole part of the movie is like, you know, no matter how low or how down you feel, like there should be a silver lining at the end. And hopefully there is for you. Absolutely. Hopefully there is for you. Well, we will continue the holiday cheer. Um, with our holiday films. Um, I wish everyone a happy holiday season, whatever winter holiday you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate any, I hope you just feel the love and the connection of the ma- this magical time or not magical time. I don't know. Maybe you're maybe you're Cindy Lou Who. Maybe you're Grinch. Maybe you're Martha May. Maybe you're uh, Chris Kringle. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're George Bailey. I don't know why am I thinking of the most depressing Christmas characters right now. But um, I wish you guys all the best. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Like I said, Ben and I, we can't do this without you. So we are blessed and feel our holiday spirit through 
this little community that we have and the, the connections that we make every day. 100%. Thank you so much. And, you know, like I said, you know, I hope you have a great holiday and um, keep listening to us. Yeah, so happy holidays and catch us next time on What's Happening.